small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today in the Zoom room, actually a ton of people, because today is our first of hopefully many Patreon-only supporter episodes. Now let me explain what that is. Uh, This past year in 2020, I think I did about 40 Monday bonus episodes, and at that time... I allowed all of our listeners to participate. Uh, Whatever the topic was, you would record an intro and send in a song. And then that's how I put together all the bonus episodes. And that was the brainchild of my friend, Jeff Frank. So Jeff, right out of the box, I want to give you a thank you for that. So now, moving forward in 2021, whenever we do episodes where the listeners participate... It's going to be all Patreon supporters only. And the reason is I'm trying to pique interest and get uh, people to support the show. We're going uh, soon to be in our 11th year. I think when June rolls around, you know, 544 episodes and again, 92 episodes in 2020. And I just want to give back to the Patreon people for being there for me and supporting the show. So... If you want to be involved in these episodes going forward, all you have to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast and sign up for any one of the tiers. And that's about it. $2 tier, you can win prizes. And the $5 tier, you're going to get your episodes ASAP. For example, at the end of the day today, after this episode is recorded, I'm going to quick produce it and I'm going to send it right out to the ASAP club. So here we go. Today's topic is, I forget what I actually called it. Did I call it first cuts or the deepest? Did I call it the deeper cuts? Did I call it deep cuts or the deepest cuts? I don't even remember. I don't remember what the episode is going to be called. I will know it when the artwork comes from Mr. Kyle Hildreth, who is actually going to start the show off for us. So, the topic today is deep cuts. And what I wanted people to send in today were nothing that was a hit, nothing that's an FM staple, virtually a song by a group from an album you love that is is almost never heard or unheard. So that would be a deep cut, super deep, the deepest. All right, let's kick it off right now. We're going to hear Kyle Hildreth's intro, and we're going to go right into his song. And I don't know what a lot of these songs are going to be either, because I don't listen to the the songs prior to this this type of an episode. So I'm just as surprised as you are. I have a couple that I'll play myself, but uh, it looks like we got about, I don't know, 25 plus songs today. So let's kick it off. Here's Kyle Hildreth. Hey everybody, it's Kyle Hilder from the Woods of Western Mass. And for the Deepest Cuts episode, I'm going to be submitting Slade and their song, Raining in My Champagne. In 1975, the band came out with a non-album single, Thanks for the Memory, parentheses, wham bam, thank you ma'am. And that went to number seven in the UK. Big hit. On the B side of that was the song, Raining in My Champagne. 
uh, top volume bulldozer of a song, Naughty Holder the singer. This is all him. He starts off the strong, song strong by just being himself, and he ends the song strong by yelling and screaming and being himself. Perfect. So, for here's Slade with Raining in My Champagne. Slade, Raining in My Champagne. I have never heard that song. Kyle went really deep. He actually picked a non-album B-side, which is for, you know, which is fine because Kyle does the artwork, so I'm going to let him do whatever he wants to do. So again, Kyle Hildreth, he'll be doing the artwork this week for this episode. And Slade, I got to get into Slade. I got I to find a nice compilation and, uh, and get into some Slade because I do not know that band. And I think that I should because I, I always enjoy any time a track is sent in or we play one on the show. So good deal. All right, next up, first of all, this guy. Just met this guy because we play Name That Tune every Saturday together. His name's John Mutford. I think he lives in Canada. I think it's called Yellow Knife. I hope I'm I hope I'm getting that correct. I feel like the furthest distance between me and any of these listeners maybe today, unless you're, you know, you know, across the pond, would be me and John Mutford. I think if we pull out a map and look, we, we are so far away from each other, but we're coming together right now because John Mutford is going to introduce a song for the Deepest Cuts episode. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Mutford here, coming to you from Yellowknife in Canada's north. I'm a first-time rock-solid contributor, and I'll use this opportunity to make a confession to my new friend, Pat. I'm actually only a very recent listener of the podcast. It was back in March of 2020 that I was on Twitter, and I got invited to take part in a Name That Tune on Zoom. And when I got there, I realized everyone was talking about this rock-solid podcast, and they all seemed to know each other, and I'd never heard of it. I live in northern Canada, remember? But I like these people, I like Name That Tune, and I was afraid I'd get the boot if I admitted to not being a listener. In any case, I'm happy to say that I'm no longer an imposter. I've listened to the show, and I've even recently become a Patreon supporter, which finally brings me to this call-out for favorite deep album cuts. I'm going with The Scorpions and their hidden track from 93's Face the Heat album. This song doesn't perhaps fit with the harder sound of the rest of the album, which maybe explains why it's a hidden track. But also hidden tracks were kind of mandatory, if you'll remember, in the 1990s. Uh, Anyway, here are the Scorpions with their cover of Elvis Presley's Marie's The Name of His Latest Flame. Of latest flame He 
John Mutford from Yellowknife. That was excellent. Not only is it a deep cut, it's a hidden cut. I don't think you can get any deeper than a hidden cut. I love those hidden tracks. It's a, you always know it because if the last track on the album is like 15 minutes long, you're like, hmm, there's something sneaky going on there. So you get like about that, maybe two minutes or three minutes of silence, and then boom, the other, uh, the other song jumps in. This, uh, this is from Face the Heat from 1993, The Scorpions. And the song on that album is Lonely Nights, and it clocks in at eight minutes and eight seconds. But of course, we know that's not how long that song is because we get that Elvis song. So good pick. I'm not even an Elvis fan, but uh, that song I do like. I do like Elvis's version, and I did really like that Scorpions version. If you played that for me and said, guess what's, what band this is, I would never have guessed Scorpions. So... Good pick. All right, moving on to... This will be one for me. This comes from 2003's Fleetwood Mac album called Say You Will. Uh, this is an album without Christine McVie. I think the album has 16 or maybe 18 songs, and that's way too many songs on this album. I think if they could have got it down to like 10, 11, or 12, it would be a killer album. Uh, I The songs I like... I love, but then some of the songs just don't do it for me on this album. But that said, here's a deep cut because there were only two singles released off this album, uh, a Stevie single, Say You Will, and then a Lindsay single, Peacekeeper. But I'm going to play another Lindsay song as my deep cut, and this is called Steal Your Heart Away. That's a great song. And I wish Christine McVie would have been on this album because um, I think they needed her. I think they really did. Then we could have had like 15 songs, five Lindsay, five Stevie, five Christine. Would have been great. I do want to mention the Buckingham McVie album that came out uh, just a couple years ago. That's a great album. That also features all members of Fleetwood Mac except Stevie. So we have like two Fleetwood Mac albums, uh, one without Stevie and one without Christine. And uh, I hope those five people can get together and possibly record one more album in the twilight of their career. Let's do it. Maybe tour. Come on. All right. 
This next guy coming up, we call him the international man of mystery. His name's Joe Becht. Here's how much I know about Joe Becht. He uh, texted me today and uh, let me know that he got his, uh, his first coronavirus vaccine. So stay healthy out there, Joe. I believe Joe is a hitman and uh, one of our essential workers, certainly. So let's hear Joe Becht's intro along with his song. Here we go. Hello, Pat and Rock Solid Army. Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a great holiday season. This is the international man of mystery, Joe Beck. I just said that. And my deep cut, it is deep, 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 deep. And it's from the Blizzard of Oz. That is Ozzy Osbourne's band before Sharon did the whole let's screw everybody and make Ozzy a solo artist. My backstory on Ozzy is I was a huge Black Sabbath fan. And when he went solo, I really enjoyed uh, the first album and also Diary of a Madman. Also liked the albums with Jakey Lee. Subsequently, since Jakey Lee left the band, which was quite a while ago, I really can't get into Ozzy. That includes the Zach Wild stuff. Uh, just not a big Ozzy fan ever since the Jakey Lee stuff. Anyway, this is called You Said It All and a rock and peace to Lee Kerslake, who we lost in 2020. He was a big part of the Blizzard of Oz and Ozzy's original classic sound. Uh, this song was on an EP that was released between the first album on Jet Records, which was originally an import in England, and then, of course, became huge here in the United States with I Don't Know and Crazy Train, and the Dire of a Madman album. And this was a live Mr. Crowley EP. The song is You Said It All, and it has been now released on reissues of the first album. So enjoy, and as always, rock hard and rock solid. that song in my life and I thought I owned everything by Ozzy but I did not own You Said It All. Great great pick Joe. Love it. Wow. Alright, let's move on. Got a nice eclectic uh, mix of music today. I know it doesn't seem like it yet maybe but it's coming up. For example this guy Stephen Perry not the singer from Journey although he could be. Maybe he is. Here we go. 
Hello, Pat, and to all the rock-sodded listeners tuning in around the world. This is Steve Perry from Sydney over in Australia with my selection for this week's episode. The song that I've picked is from The Jam, and it comes from their first album, In the City, from 1977. The track is Sounds from the Street. And the reason why I've picked this song is because it's probably the only song in the history of music that mentions the town where I was born. Hope everybody's doing well. All the best. Here are The Jam with sounds from the street. Sounds from the Street by The Jam. I've never heard that song, so another great deep cut. Thank you, Stephen Perry. Excellent song. What are we going to do next? I'm actually wearing the uh, Bose noise-canceling headphones today. I haven't had these on for a long time. I've been wearing like little earbuds when I record these, but I wanted to hear these songs uh, at full blast, if that's a thing. And uh, now I'm mad that I haven't been wearing the, the big headphones all the time. I'm going to get back to doing it. All right, here we go. A lot of dudes. It's dude heavy today. I think there's one or two ladies in, in the mix, but it's, uh, it's dude, dude heavy. So ladies, if you're listening and you got two bucks a month, head over to that Patreon uh, page and maybe we could be listening to your lovely voice next time. But instead, we're going to hear this gentleman. Hey, Pat, Craig Trombley from Ontario, Canada. I think I'm overthinking this because every time I pick a song, I'm second guessing it, thinking, no, that's a B-side, not a deep cut. That's that's a rarity or or that's just an obscure band. But um, I give up. I'm just going to go with uh, Tragically Hip from 2009. This is Morning Moon. I think a lot of casual hip fans won't know this one. Thanks. I'm not making strange. Said someone's pain when something's too cheap. Somebody's paying something. You said someone's paying something. Tragically Hip, or as they're called in Canada, The Hip. That's a great tune, Craig. Excellent. 
And yeah, I think you were overthinking it. You did good. What other bands? Uh, I got to get into the Tragically Hip. That's what this episode's about, I think. What bands are is Pat going to listen to in 2021? I'm going to listen to The Hip. I'm going to listen to some BLN. Who knows? So far, everyone is hitting a home run today. Who's going to be the first person that fucks this up? Just kills this episode. Trust me, I'll let you know who it is when it happens. I don't think it's going to be this guy. This is the doctor. Not really a doctor, ladies. If he tries to pull something on with you, with telling you he's a doctor. Here he is. Happy New Year, rock solid listeners. After the replacement's last album in 1990, and their breakup a year later, Paul Westerberg finally released his first solo album in 1993 to reasonable critical fanfare. What a lot of people don't know, or have largely forgotten, is that Replacements drummer Chris Mars released two solo albums before Westerberg managed to cough out one. Mars released four increasingly odd albums, playing nearly every instrument on all of them. And yeah, his singing voice isn't so hot, but let's face it, Paul Westerberg isn't exactly a crooner himself. By the late 90s, Mars had turned his back on music completely, to focus on his successful career as a painter. From his second album, 75% Less Fat, here's Chris Mars with Bullshit Detector. That's Chris Mars. I was air drumming with that. How many people? Raise your hand. Were you air drumming? That was killer. Look, Wes, I'm going to tell you something. I've, heard, I've listened to many singers that sound uh, worse than Chris Mars, and I thought that sounded good to my ears. And I'm wearing uh, expensive uh, noise-canceling headphones, so I can be an uh, expert. But uh, excellent. Wow. That was really good. Wes, let me know if the whole album's good or if, it, if that song's the best one. Because that could be the case. All right, here's my friend from Philadelphia. Not going to tell you his name because he'll tell you. Here we go. Hi, everybody. Joe Reynolds from Philly here. I'm going to go with a deep track off of Brian Setzer's first solo album, The Knife Feels Like Justice. The song is called Aztec, and it's written by Setzer along with Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Also on guitar with Setzer is Mike Campbell, and on bass is Kenny Aronson, and on drums, Kenny Aronoff. Friend of the show. Thanks so much, Pat. Enjoy. We traveled through this land a thousand years ago. 
Brian Setzer from the album The Knife Feels Like Justice. That's a good album. I recommend it. I highly recommend it. People have been asking, is Brian Setzer going to be on the show? Because last week we had Lee Rocker. That was a great show. His new album, Gather Around, is excellent. His All of his solo music is excellent. I got to be honest with you. I'm not lying. Why would I lie to you people? And then uh, a couple months back, we had Slim Jim Phantom, who was uh, sadly uh, having lunch during the interview. I don't know if I said this before, but I did have to edit out this part of the show uh, when Slim Jim said to the waitress, yes, I'll have the broccolini. So I did edit that out. But people have asked, am I going to have Brian Setzer on now? And I've tried many times in the past for Brian Setzer, and I... I just don't get any responses. So I guess I could try again. Then we would have all the uh, stray cats on individually, much like I did with the bangles. But uh, right now there's no, uh, there's no plan for Mr. Setzer, but uh, lots of guests in February. We got uh, Steve Lukather and Joe Williams from Toto. Going to have the entire band fastball on together. Got uh, the return of Ricky Warwick for a track-by-track track of his upcoming album. That'll be his third appearance. And we're going to have Robin Wilson lead... Wilson, thank you. Robin Wilson. Whew. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Uh, from the Gin Blossoms. And I love the Gin Blossoms, so I'm very excited about that. Then hopefully then in March, maybe more guests, but I also want to get uh, Mike and Murray back in the mix. Uh, contact uh, Christy Stratton and maybe work on a Mike Schmidt. But uh, Siegel and I are going to do Boogie in the Blues because uh, I am of the opinion if the word Boogie or the word Blues is in the song title, that's usually a, a sucky song. So I'm going to see if Siegel can prove me wrong. But uh, February seems like it's all guests. And uh, that's not how this show usually works. But, you know, I've reached out to a lot of people and they're starting to answer. And wait, what, what am I going to turn people down? can't do that so lots of good stuff coming up lots more prizes and all good stuff so here we go this is uh, our first lady of the day i'm scrolling through to see if she's the only lady on the list today it looks like she is so here we go let's check this out hey there rock solid listeners it's lisa solak from chicagoland my pick for this episode is Peter Murphy's Fake Sparkle or Golden Dust. In 2002, Peter released his sixth album, Dust, a complete departure from his usual solo albums. He drew from Turkish and Middle Eastern influences and musicians to pay homage to his adopted home, Turkey. Though different, Dust is one of my favorites of his. I have nothing to promote, but I'm doing the Rock Solid Album of the Day for 2021 on Twitter. Follow me at ALA005. Pat, start the song at a minute nine and go to about two minutes. Here's Fake Sparkle or Golden Dust. Sound 
when I listen to that or you know at least have a hookah pipe or something I don't know I don't know that uh, he definitely leaned into those new influences on that song Dust from the album Dust and the song was Fake Sparkle or Golden Dust 8 minutes and 24 seconds I wonder if there's a hidden track usually that would mean a hidden track alright we are going to move on to the part of these episodes where a lot of people have recorded their intro and and then put their song right in with the intro into one file. So let me see. I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I got six or seven of these right in a row. So this is the part of the show where you do not have to hear the voice of Pat Francis. You are just going to hear these gentlemen introduce their songs and it's just going to go right into the next and the next and the next. And I'm going to sit back and just be a listener of the episode. We're going to start off with Aaron Kahn, who hates when I do this. He hates it. He thinks I should comment on every song. I'm not going to do it, Aaron. I am not going to do it. Hey there, Rock Solid listeners. Aaron here again, and I've decided to take part in this Deep Tracks episode of Rock Solid. Now, I have to admit that picking just one song for this show was a bit tricky because I absolutely love Deep Tracks. However, I was able to narrow it down to one song, and I'm picking this song because the album it comes from is celebrating an anniversary this month, and the album I'm talking about is Janis Joplin's 1971 posthumously released masterpiece, Pearl. Recorded during the last months of her life, the album would go on to become Janis's most successful album, featuring hits such as Move Over and Me and Bobby McGee. However, the song I picked here is the lone instrumental track from the album. Now, as to why the song is instrumental, well, the song you're about to hear was recorded by Janice's backing band, the Full Tilt Boogie Band, on October 3rd, 1970. Janice was in the studio that night, and she liked what she heard, with plans to lend her vocals the next day. However, the next day, on October 4th, 1970, Janice Joplin was found dead in her hotel room. Luckily, Janice had already recorded her vocals for the other nine songs on the album, which allowed the Full Tilt Boogie Band and producer Paul Rothschild to complete the album. This song I'm about to play, however, was still left on the album, supposedly as a tribute to Janice. So from Janice Joplin's Pearl, performed by the Full Tilt Boogie Band, this is a song called Buried Alive in the Blues.
Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. It's Josh Fitzgerald. So I'm going very obscure with my selection. I'm going back in the past to 1967, and I chose a song by a duo named The Caravels, who were kind of a one-hit wonder back in 1963 with a uh, novelty song called You Don't Have to Be a Baby to Cry. That's not the song I selected, um, but after that song was a hit, they put out a couple of singles that completely bombed and went nowhere and didn't get a lot of promotion, including the song that I chose, which is called Hey Mama, You've Been On My Mind, which is not to be confused with the Dylan song. Um, as I said, the song went nowhere and the caravels faded into obscurity. But ever since I discovered the song, I just fell in love with the beautiful wall of sound production. And um, it sounds really, really ahead of its time. Like this is a song that could probably pass for like an 80s or 90s dream pop song. So I really love it. And um, I hope you enjoy it. So here's the caravels with Hey Mama, You've Been On My Mind. Again, solid rockers. It's your pal Glenn K. Amo from Moncton, New Brunswick. I will be brief. I played a song by the band Fanny a while back, and I have another for this Deep Cuts episode. From their 1973 Todd Rundgren-produced album Mother's Pride, it's a deep cut cover of a deep-ish cut from Randy Newman's Sail Away album. Here's Fanny, featuring lead vocals from keyboardist Nikki Barclay with Last Night I Had a Dream. solid listeners this is jeff in rhode island bringing you a deeper cut from the dixie chicks i love the dixie chicks they're great if you haven't heard their music i recommend you do a deep dive into it and check it all out 
But there's a shadow history to the group. There's an earlier incarnation of the group that's totally forgotten about in the history of the band. It's the two sisters, Marty and Emily, who play all of these great instruments and sing and did back then. And they're joined by a couple of other musicians, including a singer uh, who also, I believe, played bass named Laura Lynch, who's a great singer. Not Natalie Maine's great, but she's really good. And I love their first three albums, and I wish that they were available on Spotify and embraced by the group. Uh, you know, this is the uh, original incarnation of the Dixie Chicks. This is the David Lee Roth version of the Dixie Chicks, and the Van Hagar version is the Natalie Maines version, as it turns out. Uh, I love them both, and, uh, and I hope you will, too. So I'm going to play you a song from their uh, third album from 1993. The song is called One Heart Away. And I think it really showcases everything that I love about this band. You say that you've been burned by the flame And that you're never gonna try and love again But there's just one thing that I need to say For you to think of me as more than just your friend When I look in your eyes I see your heart in my Hi everyone and Happy New Year. It's David Nickel from Ontario, Canada. Pat asked us to go super deep for this episode, so I'm going to do just that with my deeper cut. The track I'm submitting is called Race to Nowhere from Rick Ocasek's little-known 1993 CD Negative Theater. Negative Theater was a double album plus book set intended to be Rick's fourth solo album. It was quite dark and experimental, and when he turned it into the studio they had a what-the-fuck moment and told him it was unreleasable. They sent him back to record some Cars-type songs that eventually got combined with half of the original Negative Theatre tracks and released it as Quick Change World. Some of the official Negative Theatre albums actually got released in some European countries, and you can find a copy if you try hard enough, which I was fortunate to do a few years later. My song pick, Race to Nowhere, is Rick's longest recorded song, over nine minutes, and has a dark and driving sound to it. The clip is just the first minute, but you'll get the idea. Head to YouTube to find the rest of the song and album. Thanks for all the great shows, Pat, and all the best to everyone in the new year.
Hi, Pat. It's David Festini from New Jersey, and my choice for the Deep Cuts episode is a song by an artist that unfortunately gets lumped into the one-hit wonder category. But when you write one of the most popular love songs of all time and it gets featured in a television show, that can happen. In my opinion, Edwin McCain is a very, very talented singer-songwriter who has 10-plus studio albums to his credit, all filled with great songs that show he has much more to offer than just the song I'll Be. The song I'm going to play today is Boom from his album Mercy Bound, and it draws from the experience that he had when his mother fought ovarian cancer. It is very much the opposite of a syrupy love song, and it points out that love isn't just something you experience when everything is candy and roses. It's also something that you have to lean on when times get hard. I hope everyone enjoys it, and as always, Pat, thanks for letting me be part of the show. Mama said, let's shave my head today. It's all gonna fall out anyway. Not in first just like she planned. And the tears fell out with strand after strand after Hi, Pat and Rock Solid podcast listeners. This is Mike Wiles from Naperville, Illinois. One of my favorite deeper cuts is a rocker from the Rolling Stones' 1976 album, Black and Blue. The song is called Hand of Fate. Rolling Stones guitarist Mick Taylor had left the band prior to the album being recorded, so the album became an audition album for a new guitarist to play alongside Keith. One of the guitarists at auditions was session man Wayne Perkins from Alabama. Wayne's blistering guitar work is featured on Hand of Fate, and around the 130 mark is a great solo by Wayne. Unfortunately for Wayne, Ronnie got the gig because Keith Richards said, Ronnie's British and the Stones are a British band. The Stones occasionally played Hand of Fate on their 76 European tour, but have only played it live a few times since. I hope you enjoy this great deep cut, Hand of Fate. That was a bunch of great songs in a row. Excellent stuff. Uh, Mike Wiles, that's a great tune from Black and Blue. That album's got eight songs on it, and I believe I like five of those. Uh, the other three I'm not a fan of. And yet, when I listen to the album, I listen to it all the way through. I don't skip, but for me, that's, uh, that's five songs out of eight for me. What else do we got to talk about? Uh, negative theater 
by Rico Kasich, 15 song album. Seven of those songs, I believe six or seven of them ended up on Quick Change World. But that leaves like eight songs never before released to the world. And I just can't believe that that album is not, especially with Rick's passing, maybe they'll re-release it because this is a great album because David sent it to me. And man, I love it. I don't know how the record label didn't release it. I, I thought it was great. So, uh, you know, what, what, that's all I got to say. Negative theater. Very cool. Uh, Glenn K. Amo played a song by Fanny, which I know Murray Valariano is going to dig because he just discovered Fanny and now he's into Fanny. And if you live in the UK, Fanny means something different. You can look that up. I'm not going to say nothing. All right, coming up, our friend from Florida. He also sits in on the Name That Tune games. And let's see what he's bringing to the party. Hello, Rock Solid listeners. Andy from Florida here. My deep cut is from someone we all know, Rick Springfield. But were you aware he has continued to put out great music in the 21st century? Especially his records from 2008 and 2012, Venus and Overdrive and Songs for the End of the World which is where my tune comes from. These records are just as solid as his best 80s work and deserve to be heard. So enjoy A Sign of Life. A footprint in an alienation One step for all mankind I can't wait for that invitation That is a jam, Andy. A sign of life. That is great. Thank you, Andy, for picking that one. Fantastic. I'm going to jump in here right after Andy because uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago on uh, Twitter, Andy and I both acknowledged our love for this deep album track from 1981 from the album Paradise Theater by Styx. This is a Tommy Shaw song, and this one's called She Cares.
Yeah, that's just a song I don't feel gets any love at all from Paradise Theater. Again, that's Tommy Shaw's song. That's She Cares. I love it. And Andy loves it too. So you'll have to fight two people if you don't like it. All right. This next gentleman does some quick intros. This one's one of his longer ones, 25 seconds. Let's find out what Matt Berkey has to say. Hello. This is Matt Berkey. In 2009, the Black Keys collaborated with Damon Dash to make the album Black Rock, featuring the Keys music and vocalists from the hip-hop world. The song Dollars and Cents features RZA and Pharoah Manch rapping along to the dulcet tones of the Black Keys. I got brains backstage, I've been rhyming six cents. Singer, soul of six pence. Rocking from a ride. The rose, clowns, your rose till I die. Towards French, French, touch mark to the sky. Machines, black, my boots are fried. Rock and roll, I lose control. Fuck the white ones, the black keys got so much soul. While you come off of the bench. If it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. If it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. Uh, don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. Uh, it needs to make sense if it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. If it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. If it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. Now that a song like that's not really my thing, but you know what? That's pretty good. That's a good pick, Matt Berkey. People digging deep. By the way, as I'm recording this episode. Kyle Hildreth sent me the artwork for this week's episode, and it's amazing artwork. I got to tell you, I love it. I'm not going to tell you uh, anything about it, but uh, he does have the title of the episode. The title of this episode is The Deepest Cuts. All right? So that's what it is. I'm sure I told him that. I just forgot. All right, this gentleman has hosted the show before, and now he's back. As a virtual Patreon co-host, Brian Raisin. Happy New Year, Pat, and rock-solid listeners. This is Brian Raisin from Appleton, Wisconsin. My deep cut today is the song Beautiful Wreck by Sean Mullins, which he wrote after touring with the Thorns and released on his album, The Ninth Ward Picking Parlor. This album was named after the New Orleans studio, where he recorded some of the album. Unfortunately, the studio was later destroyed in Hurricane Katrina and was eventually rebuilt in Kansas. Now, we first heard this song when we saw Sean Mullins open a Gin Blossom show in Madison. He was excellent. This song didn't quite get the airplay of Lullaby, but I still think it's a great track. Hope you all enjoy and take care.
plays and always picks a song that I like. A song that I didn't know I liked until Brian Raisin picks it. And then I like it. That's a good one. Excellent. Let's move on to uh, this gentleman. He's been here before. He's a friend of the show. He's also a friend. His name's Steve O'Dockerson, alias uh, or AKA Hob the Troll. By the way, you can head over to Bandcamp. He's going to be uploading some of his uh, cool music. It's fun stuff. You can go over there and you can uh, you can buy some of it. Throw down a buck. Support uh, people who are creating things. Here we go, Steve-O. Hello, Rock Solid friends. This is Steve-O, your very, very favorite. My musical tastes have been called eclectic, which I think is just code for you listen to a lot of stuff that I've never heard of, and it's mostly good, and I don't want to hurt your feelings. Uh, so I was looking through my iTunes, and I wanted to find something that was relatable, but still something that not a lot of people have heard, and I finally found this song by Elvis Costello. It's a demo, kind of. Uh, it's an early one, but it's really good. Uh, it's called I Don't Want to Go Home, and he's only uh, ever played this live like four times. It's, yeah, uh, so I think that counts, right? Anyway, this was released on one of the several hundred reissues of My Aim is True. Uh, this is I Don't Want to Go Home. Everybody seem to have somebody better to talk to. Everybody seem to have something better to do. And I was trying to look so mean and dangerous and ended up stepping on a toe. One minute she was a perfect stranger and the next thing she said was I thought you ought to know. I don't want to go home, don't get any ideas. Things are going fine and they all disappear. You don't have to make me any promises. I can leave any time I know, even though I don't want to go home, don't get any ideas. Things are going fine and they all disappear. You don't have to make me any promises. I can leave any time I know. As I was drinking, she was making her selection over in the corner. That's a great song. I've never heard that song either. I do own one of the reissues of My Aim is True, but obviously it's not a deluxe version that has some uh, bonus tracks on it. So that's a good choice, Steve-O. That's really cool. My sweet spot for Elvis Costello is, is really those first uh, two, three, four, five, six albums. That's the sweet spot. And then there's uh, other ones sprinkled throughout the catalog that I enjoy. But uh, that is great. Love it. All right. Now, this person has picked a song off one of my favorite albums. It's an Eddie Money song, Rock and Peace Eddie Money. I have this one. It's hanging on the wall. It's autographed by the Money Man. I'm looking at it right now. This is a great deep cut. But I'll let this guy introduce it. Hey, Pat and Rock Salad Nation. It's Jeff Scoble from Detroit again. Skip the last few user-sponsored episodes, but I thought I'd try to dip my toe back in for the Deep Cuts episode. Even though there were lots of songs I could have picked for this, I decided to go with my gut and pick the first song that came to mind. The album No Control by Eddie Money was obviously a huge success, spawning hits like Think I'm In Love and Shaken, but the song that I always go to from this album is a mid-tempo cut called Running Away. I can't say what it is about this song, but I've always loved the lyrics, Eddie's vocals, and the whole flow of the song. I guess some songs just hit you in just the right way, and this one really does that for me. Started off around the 50-second mark. Enjoy, and a happy and healthy new year to all. 
I love Eddie Money so much. Love his voice. He writes these songs, people. I don't think he gets credit for his songwriting ability. I would love to, in the future, maybe do a, uh, a Remembering Eddie episode. And uh, I'll try to make that happen. I love it. I wanted to do an episode with Eddie, but that never uh, that never happened. But um, someday, some type of an Eddie Money episode for sure. All right. Moving right along. We're burning through it, people. Here's Brian A. Berkey. Hello, Pat. This is Brian Berkey from PA, and I am going deep. The song I have for you comes from a short-lived group from the 1990s called Helium. They only put out two LPs and a couple of EPs on Matador Records before calling it quits in 1997. The song is called Vibrations, which is the lead track from their final album entitled The Magic City. I'm not really a big fan of what some people might call prog rock bullshit, but this record really connected with me from my first listen. As always, thanks for the podcast. some good prog rock bullshit i like it nice pick brian berkey all right coming up i mentioned this guy earlier today because he's the one that uh suggested which also means he told me to do these episodes with uh listeners with the listeners introducing a song and then we play the song and i gotta be honest jeff i don't know how i would have done all those bonus episodes in 2020 without this suggestion. I mean, I would have done them some way, but I don't think they would have been as good as these have been. So thank you, you motherfucker. That's what Jeff and I do. We call each other uh, swear names. So uh, Jeff's got a song for us. And again, thanks, Jeff. Gabba Gabba, hey, it's Jeff chiming in with my deep cut pick, and I'm going with Stone Temple Pilots, Atlanta. So for me, STP are one of the most underrated 90s bands. Uh, the DeLeo brothers are such crazy talented musicians. Um, they are definitely not a copycat band. Uh, and this track in particular is the last track on the number four record. It is a haunting ballad, which is a tribute to his soon-to-be ex-wife. Um, has some really unique instrumentation, a really lush string arrangement on it. Uh, 
And in particular, I would point out the performance of it on VH1 Storytellers, which you can surely find on YouTube uh, for one of the best vocal performances from Scott Weiland maybe ever. Uh, I'd get goosebumps just thinking about it. So I say crank it and stay frosty. Amazing. The song's Atlanta from the album number four. That at the beginning that really had a haunting, like uh Jim Morrison quality to uh to Scott Weiland's voice in this one. Man, Jeff, you nailed it. Uh, I'm gonna jump in with one just on the fly. This is I didn't even have one picked for this part of the show. But I'm just gonna um I'm going to throw one in here. There's an artist named uh, Billy Falcon. His first album came out in, I believe, can I find it? 1991. He was on John Bon Jovi's uh, label at that point. I think it was called Jamco. And uh, he had a hit with, a uh, minor hit with Power Windows. Since then, he's uh, he released many albums independently. And he's also, uh, I guess he probably makes most of his money as a, co-writer on all of the most recent Bon Jovi albums feature you know three four maybe even five co-writes with Billy Falcon and John even thanked Billy at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction speech Uh, he basically thanked everyone because that speech was about uh, 90 minutes long but uh, Billy's released some great music and one of the songs I like is from an album that uh, was supposed to come out in 1995 but then didn't come out it was never released and then he released it independently many many years later so the album is called released and this song is called how johnny feels
Daily Falcon. Check him out. Go to his website. Go to iTunes. If you like that song, you'll enjoy the man. Good stuff. I don't know if you were expecting a song to sound like Bon Jovi songs or not, but he doesn't. He's just a great songwriter. So why not align yourself with uh, someone with talent? All right. This next gentleman's got a song by a band that uh, lives uh, at the end of your music catalog. If you alphabetize, this band is uh, it's close to the end. It's not at the end. It's not Zebra. It's not ZZ Top. But uh, maybe you can figure it out. It's not Yes. Hi, everyone. Mark Agleski from Chicagoland with my deeper cut selection for this listener-curated episode. I've got plenty of favorites in this category, but I decided to pick one from a band I was really obsessed with in the 80s and still love today, XTC. Although they got plenty of airplay on college and progressive radio, it was always the same handful of tracks. In 1982, their fifth album was released called English Settlement, and I think this is the one that really got the attention of the American audience with their big hit Senses Working Overtime and No Thugs in Our House. English Settlement was a double album, though, and I'll bet most casual listeners rarely got to the end. Um, There was a great, typically XTC quirky track called Snowman, which I really like. Hope you guys like it, too, and that 2021 is off to a good start for all. Thanks a lot, Pat. What if Olaf would have sung that in Frozen? That would have been cool, right? They're going to do another sequel. Even though that number two movie, that was that was a disaster. Frozen 2. I don't know. Maybe you have to be a four-year-old girl to enjoy Frozen 2. I certainly did not. And we went. We went as a family. What was that? Last year? Year and a half ago? Grown adults went. And none of us liked it. None. A zero. All right, enough about Frozen 2. This guy knows a ton about music. He's appeared on many podcasts recently. His name's Michael Bagford. He remembers stuff, too. He remembers, you know, everything. Years, who plays on it, all kinds of stuff. I'm jealous. And then I realized I'm about 20 years older than him, so in 20 more years, he's not going to remember it either. He's going to have to look at notes. Don't get cocky, Michael Bagford. Get cocky. All right. Is this going to be some prog rock bullshit? It could be. It's Genesis from 76. I think it's going to be. Here we go. Hey, Rock Solid listeners. This is Mbags here. Uh, for the Steep album tracks, I'm going to go with Genesis. Yeah, I know I did an episode on Genesis, but 
I only was able to pick one song from each album on that, and there was one that I left off on that episode, and that's actually one of my favorites from my favorite Genesis album. Uh, this is Madman Moon off of A Trick of the Tail. Uh, this is pretty deep. I don't think it was even performed live, and I assume it probably wasn't on the radio either. So I hope you all enjoy this. Later. Within the valley of shadowless death They pray the thunder, clouds and rain But to the multitude who stand in the rain Heaven is where the sun shines The grass will be green Stems turn to brown And thoughts will fly higher Till the earth brings them down Forever caught in desert lands One has to learn to dis Bagford's intro, I was hearing some. I couldn't tell if it was coming from... It could have been coming from outside. It had to be coming from his intro. There were some weird sounds. I don't, I don't know. Was someone digging a hole with a backhoe at your house, Michael? Or is that... Or did I imagine it? Maybe I'm hearing things. Maybe I'm going insane in my office by myself during a pandemic. If, if anyone else heard those noises, please let me know so I know that I'm not going crazy. All right. Good song. Totally forgot about that song from A Trick of the Tale. That was from my 2007 remastered version. It sounded pretty sweet. All right, Jerry Riggs. This guy always brings the rock. Always wants to rock. Let's find out what Riggs has for us. Hello, Pat. This is Jerry Riggs from Columbus, Ohio. For this Patreon curated episode, Deeper Cuts, I chose the band Blue Oyster Cult and a song from their 13th studio album released in 1998 called Heaven Forbid. The song is called Damage, and it features Buck Dharma on vocals. This album might be Blue Oyster Cult's heaviest rocking album. So, Pat, make yourself a drink with some of that Sammy's rum, grab a seat, and enjoy this toe tapper. Happy New Year to you and all the Rock Solid listeners, and everyone stay safe.
All right, so much to say here. Jesus, that song's great. From the album Heaven Forbid. Heaven Forbid Jerry Riggs sends me that album via We Transfer tomorrow. Please do, Jerry Riggs. That song is damaged. That was great. There's some uh, some organ back there. Was that a Hammond? That's right. Every, every time it's a keyboard to sound cool, I just say it's a Hammond. Uh, also, Jerry Riggs, that, uh, that's no joke on that Sammy's Rum. Uh, online poker uh, with my friends, with my comedian friends in the Zoom room, that happened Sunday night. So that was last night at the time of this record, because today is a Monday. And uh, that's when I allow myself, uh, I allow myself, because I'm not, uh, not a lush. I allow myself a cocktail during poker. And uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of this uh, Sammy Hagar Beach Bar Rum. I, I'm going to see if I can get a sponsorship with this and maybe get some, uh, some free alcohol here at the house. There's a macadamia nut rum that's it's red and it's sweet, and you can literally, you could just drink that over ice. And then there's a spiced rum and there's a regular rum. I highly recommend this. Get it. You got to get it. Unless you have a problem with, your, with the alcohol, then don't get it. I'm not supporting that. Don't do it. All right, this next song features a drummer that I had on the show this past year, Phil Ehart from Kansas. Phil was fantastic. Loved him so much. Uh, the only sad thing was uh, during the interview, we did it through Zoom, but I, I couldn't see him. And uh, I guess he could see me. What a treat if he could see me. But he was he was great. He, he gave such a great interview, and I loved him. And I love Kansas. So let's hear this deep cut. Hi, Pat. This is Dan Swallow from Missoula, Montana. The deep cut I've chosen is from an old Kansas album released before Left Overture and Point of No Return made Kansas huge rock stars throughout the world. It's from the album Mask in 1975, and the song is Two Cents Worth. Thanks. Senseworth from the album Mask by Kansas. Great. 
Great song, Dan. Love it. And I forgot about it because it's a deep, deep cut. All right. Here's another one of our friends from Canada. He also plays Name That Tune via Zoom. You know, Zoom That Tune, Name That Zoom, whatever you want to call it. Let's hear what this guy's got up his sleeve. Hey, Rock Solid listeners, it's Mike from just outside Toronto. And my selection for the Deeper Cuts episode is the Manic Street Preachers with The Girl Who Wanted to Be God. The Girl Who Wanted to Be God comes from the band's 1996 release, Everything Must Go, and was the first release after the disappearance of Richie Edwards. Although Edwards does not play on the record, his lyrics were still used, as this is a co-write with bassist Nicky Wire. Although the album Everything Must Go went on to sell nearly 2 million copies worldwide, I've always wondered why this song wasn't released as a single. Although it's not as heavy as the band's previous releases, Everything Must Go found the Mannix a whole new set of fans, as this was released during the height of Britpop. Thanks for including me, Pat, and I hope that everybody has a safe and healthy 2021. Street Preachers don't know much about them, but I enjoyed what I just heard. All right, believe it or not, coming up, it's the last song, except for the playout, because I've chosen the playout. But uh, this is our last song submitted by one of our Patreon supporters. Now, again, I've been ramming it down your throat today, but I'm just going to do it one more time, and then we'll move on, and then we'll hear music. Uh, if you want to be involved with these types of episodes moving forward, head over to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. And there's many tiers starting at uh, $2, $2 a month. It's 50 cents an episode. Is that right? Is my math right? When I was doing bonus episode, it was a quarter an episode. God, so cheap. It's nothing. But uh, that's a set it and forget it. You won't even miss that $2 coming out of your checking account a month. So uh, support the show, especially if you've been listening for all these years. I would appreciate it because I do work hard. I create content every week. I'm a content creator, for God's sake. So, uh, so let's do it. And then when we do episodes like this, these will only be for the Patreon supporters. So, moving forward, let's hear from Garrett Chamberlain. 
Hi everyone, this is Garrett Chamberlain. My favorite Pearl Jam album is No Code. When it was first released, they immediately played the entire album on the radio, and I heard it for the first time sitting in my car on my lunch break. Now, the song I chose is not only a great deep album cut, it was used at the end of the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. This is Pearl Jam with Present Tense. Oh, you getting something out of this old encompassing You can spend your time alone redigesting past regrets. terms and realize you're the only one who can forgive yourself makes much more sense to live in the present Vetter from 1996, Pearl Jam, the album's no code, the deepest cut, present tense. Nice, nice pick, Garrett Chamberlain. All right, that's the show. What are we clocking in at here? Just a little under 90 minutes. Man, I thought this was going to be a lot longer, but it just flew by, and I enjoyed listening to all these tunes and all the intros. You guys are finally killing it on the intros. You finally... Figured it out. What to say. Keep it concise. Keep it fun. I'm enjoying it. Now the only person talking too much is me. Uh, let's promote. We are on Twitter at Rock Solid Show. I believe our Instagram is also Rock Solid Show. Or at Rock Solid Show. Kyle does that. And go to rocksolidpodcast.com for everything about the show. T-shirts. Episodes. All that good stuff. And last but not least, you know it. Patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. And I will announce another one of these episodes uh, in the coming month, in February sometime. And then you guys can uh, record your intros, pick your songs, and get involved. All right. It wouldn't be a show if I didn't play a deep cut from Cheap Trick. So... Our playout song today comes from my favorite Cheap Trick album, Heaven Tonight. It's also probably one of my favorite albums of all time, probably easily up in my top five, right alongside the Who's Who ne Who's Next, or Who's Next by the Who. This is an easier way to say it. But this deep track is called How Are You? So I hope you guys are all well. Stay safe and healthy. Get the vaccine when you're able to. And here we go. <laughs> 